Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hope everyone's doing well. Hope you're having a great week. We are, well, we're in chilly season. And when I say chilly season, I mean it is like clockwork. Every Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I get on the gram and I start scrolling and it's photos of fucking chilly. I know that I am already starting off this week's episode in a very controversial statement, very wild way. I'm going to be honest with you. I like a white chicken chili over a beef chili. It is what I prefer. I was laying in bed, catching up on House of Dragons, my Game of Thrones, and I'm seeing everybody 4 p.m. You know what I mean? All the girlies, all the McKinley Lees, McKinsey's, Madison's, chili recipe, hashtag chili weather. And they're all posting their chili. And I I would scroll through and go, that looks disgusting. That's a fucking terrible chili. Why would you do that? And I've realized I'm a chili elitist, but I, I don't lean towards a beef chili. I really don't. I mean, I'll eat it. I will. And I know a lot of people are doing a deep eye roll right now saying, absolutely not. Might leave me a one star review. But I'm just expressing what brings me joy in the fall on a Sunday at 4 p.m. It's a white chicken chili. You know, somebody's going to try and twist us, say, I'm racist. I just like the shredded chicken with the white cannellini beans, you know? Or you know what else I love? A baked potato soup. Those, if that's in a crock pot, game over. A lasagna even. I just think we're all really needing to think outside the box a bit more. Everyone's going to say, Heather doesn't like chili. I'll eat it. But you guys got to get a little more creative for your Sunday night posts. I got it. You put some shredded cheddar on there, a dollop of Daisy. Show me something original. Can any of you little shits do a Greek lemon orzo soup? You probably can't. Can I? I'll work on it. I will. I'll work on it. Okay. Just want to let y'all know that I'm sick of just seeing you do the bare minimum. Put it in the crock pot, set it, and for fucking get it. Wanted to give a big shout out to uh, my friend Gabby Dalkin 
who is, what's Gabby cooking? She's amazing. She's a dear friend of mine. Her new cookbook was just put on the New York Times bestseller list. And she's got great recipes. And I just think you guys need to check her out. Her new book's called Take It Easy. And she makes everything fucking delicious. And I would eat her chili. But the rest of you dumb cunts need to step it up a level. If you're going to take the time to post it to the grid, make it look gourmet. And if you're serving it with anything, if you're serving it with a regular Frito and you didn't walk your happy ass down to Trader Joe's and get the Cojita cheese flavored organic elote corn chips, there's no room for you in my life. I just had to get that off my chest. First note for the podcast, I said, we got to talk about the chili epidemic. If you're doing ground beef and some beans, at least put a, you know, a little sliced green onion on top. Help yourself. Help me help you. But I realized I lean more towards a white chicken chili. It is what it is. God, loaded. We may not be at loaded baked potatoes season yet. We're not. That's more of a November and January thing. November to January, you can crush it. You know, broccoli cheddar. We're not there yet. We're just easing in. We're easing in. But don't bring me that basic bullshit. Anywho, on a lighter note, hope everyone's having a great week. What have I been up to? Had a lot of fun. Need to give you an update on the Pitbull concert. Had a lot of fun. And what else? So I did not get to meet Mr. Mr. Worldwide after the show. And I'll tell you what happened. Last minute, they're like, he's not going to shoot a video with you. Which, listen, there's no reason to get angry at him. I get it. He's been on tour. He's done like 10 shows in a row the last two weeks. He's fucking tired. The last thing he wants to do when he comes off stage and he's sweaty is to deal with my ass. I get it. I really, really genuinely do. But that was disappointing. So I still went to the concert dressed as him. Shout out to my friend Chandler West, who came over and beat the face with the good makeup. Way to do two bald caps because the extensions were just too thick underneath. Went to the concert, though, and it was absolutely phenomenal. He puts on a great fucking show. There was only like one other person there dressed as Pitbull. So I think the audience was a mixed bag, guys. It was like young 14-year-old teeny boppers. And then it was like full families. Grandma's there. Cousin Louie. Everybody. And again, you don't realize how many songs Pitbull has until you go to the concert and you go, I know every lyric to every fucking song. Even the Spanish songs. You know what I mean? I know those songs. It was a beautiful thing. I sweat through my, my ball cap. By the time I got in that Uber to go home, I ripped that bad boy off. Took my friends. One of my friends doesn't get out much. She's got kids. And man, two giant 40-ounce Trulies, and she was face down, ass up. And that's what I like to see. It was great. And I made a new goal for myself. I hadn't been to a concert in just a hot second. Well, I went to Remy Wolf two weeks ago, but I said, my goal for the next year is I'd like to go to 10 concerts. I would like to go to Red Rocks. I would like to do Ecstasy and Howl at the Moon. Like Rigatoni to some jam band. Y'all know, I, I don't think you know this. I used to be really into jam bands. Oh, yeah. And if I have any younger listeners, so a jam band is where it's a bunch of old dudes that it's kind of the same beat. It's almost like techno, but it's the same beat and you just jam. 
and you wear a lot of khaki and a lot of Patagonia to the concerts. You do a ton of mushrooms and or the marijuanas. They usually have a really nice light show. So I want you to imagine like a rave, like an EDM vibe, but the music is a lot more guitar and synth. You know what I mean? It's in, there's no DJ. There's a full band. You know, I used to go to Mo shows, Government Mule, Widespread Panic. You already know about that. Galactic. Yeah. In college, I saw this band. Let me see. It was Green Lemon. Green Lemon Band. Let's see if that band's still around. Green Lemon on Spotify. Yeah. I used to love them. Yeah. I really want to go to a show out at Red Rocks, put on a Patagonia, maybe a nice Birkenstock with a sock and just tap into my natural roots. You know what I mean? Get back to that. The year's 2007. I've got fish on and I am just vibing, cruising, live, laugh, loving without a care in the world, except when somebody going to throw that hacky sack towards me. That's what I'm looking forward to. Because, you know, nowadays when you go to these EDM festivals, you got to wear mesh, you got a thong, you got to learn how to do that shuffle dance. It's too much. I want to show up with a nice, light linen waffle shirt, sensible sandal, a comfortable, cool capri, khaki capri, and I'm just cruising, a little crunchy. You know what I mean? I miss those days. Nobody's wearing anything brighter than the shade mauve. You know, that's how you can spot your one wild city friend because they wore a mauve Patagonia to the show. I mean, I always dress cute and girly and like very Abercrombie to these things, but that was the best. Whether you're thinking about having a family now or later or just want to get dialed into what your body's doing, I love modern fertility. What is modern fertility? Well, if you didn't know, one out of eight couples struggle with infertility. Seriously, I am one of them. It's a staggering statistic, and I didn't know what I didn't know until I went in and checked my fertility. You know, I went in last year, and I talk about this on tour. I did an extensive couple rounds of IVF. And I wish I would have done this sooner, but I wish I would have known what the markers were, what to look for. Well, the cool thing about modern fertility is it's a way to test your hormones at home. Okay. So you just, they send you the kit, you do a simple finger prick, you send it in and traditional hormone testing at a fertility clinic, because I've spent the money I know can cost over $600, but modern fertility tests the same general set of hormones at a fraction of the price. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash absolutely 30, that's absolutely three zero. You can get $30 off your test. Again, right now, modern fertility is offering our listeners $30 off when you test and you go to modernfertility.com slash absolutely 30. This is a limited time offer for $30 off. That means your test will cost one forty nine. dollars Hormone testing at a fertility clinic can cost literally three times as much. Get $30 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash absolutely 30. That's modernfertility.com slash absolutely 30. Whether you're running a business, starting a tour website, maybe you want to sell your wares, whatever you're doing, Squarespace is the way to do it. I love 
Squarespace, from websites and online stores to marketing tools and analytics, Squarespace is the all-in-one platform to build a beautiful online presence and run your business. I think sometimes when we want to start something, we get so bogged down with how terrifying it is to just take the first step. Well, you know, if you're starting a business, you got to have a website and it's a great way to just take that first leap with Squarespace. They make it so easy. Everything is there. You can head to squarespace.com slash absolutely for a free trial. It's a no brainer guys from traffic overview to content ownership to email campaigns. You can collect donations. They are blogging tools. There's analytics, whatever you need. They literally can do it right there for you all in the same platform. And that is why I freaking love Squarespace. I build my websites where there's stuff. It's really a no brainer. It's easy breezy. One, two step. You know what I mean? In the words of Sierra, it's a one, two step. And right now you can head to squarespace.com slash absolutely for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your site, use offer code absolutely to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Again, you go to squarespace.com slash absolutely for a free trial. When you're ready to launch, use offer code absolutely to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Now back to the podcast. Would I like to go to a Calvin Harris concert, maybe, but then you got to wear booby tassels. It's too much skin. You know, I want to be covered. I want to feel comfortable. I'd like to wear a sweater dress with maybe a platform Ugg and a fanny pack and just sit down, maybe bring my own sandwich and relax. So that's where I'm at. But anyways, I said all that because I'm coming to Denver in March. Like I'm about to announce two shows. Also, y'all, we are announcing, oh, well, by the time this comes out, we are announcing the new tour. The comeback tour is coming and I'm looking at the schedule and I'm very excited. Where tickets are going to go on sale this week. We are announcing Wednesday. So when this comes out, we will be announcing. If you do not see your city right away, don't fucking panic. Do not fucking panic. But this tour will be extending all the way through next fall and next summer. But we're putting out the first batch of shows. Also, guys, I need to tell you, this is such a historical moment for me. I can't believe I'm allowed to announce it. I am playing Radio City Music Hall on June 17th. It's iconic. This is one of the biggest moments of my career. You have no idea. I am just, I'm blown away. I'm scared shitless. My asshole is literally just, it's, you know, sucking together, not just a clench. The anus is actually, it's tight because I am so nervous. It is, I mean, that's a dream to play Radio City next is Madison Square Garden and where nothing can stop me. I'm all the way up. And that's going to be June 17th. So also, if you don't see your city on there, come to the show. June is the perfect time in New York, because July and August is a fucking shit show. June is perfect. And then we're all probably going to go to the Hamptons afterwards. So come to the show. And then, because tr trust and believe, by the time the show gets to your city in fall of 2023, the show will be totally different by then too. You know, we, we switch it up. We're wheeling and dealing. But I'm very excited. I mean, I'm coming back to all the major spots, but in some new cities, Burlington, Vermont. I'm coming to Maine. I'm coming to Idaho. Utah, Idaho. And I'm very excited. And obviously, like Atlanta's not on there just yet. Is Dallas on there? I don't know. But we're about to announce. So we've got we've got the dates thus far. So if you don't see your city, come to one of the other cities and then come see your city again in the fall when the show is probably totally different. Anyways, I'm very excited. 
Dude, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. We're playing Radio City. Because we sold out three shows at Town Hall in New York last time. And I think we can do it. I think we can sell out Radio City. It's one night. They're giving me one night, baby, June 17th. And I'm very excited. So I would really love your support on that. I'm, I'm just fucking stoked. Yeah, so the new tour is coming out. I will be back on the road. I'm doing some warm-up shows. The tickets are actually on sale now. I'm doing warm-up shows in West Palm Beach. And going back to Huntsville, one of my favorite spots in the world, Stand Up Live, we're going to test out all new material. And then I'll be doing the theater shows in December or November. I think we start December. I don't fucking know. I got to get through the special next week. But I'm feeling good about that too, y'all. It's all, you know, can I tell you? Y'all support means the world to me. And yesterday I was going through all my own material and I, wor- I work very hard and I'm going through the bits and I'm going through with my director. Like maybe we move this to the top of the show and maybe we move this around and I can't wait to get to St. Louis this weekend and, and see what works and what I want to change and all this stuff. I mean, this, the creative process really is fun, but I was watching the show from the Chicago theater and I'm just fucking giggling and I don't care. You know what I mean? I don't care. Yeah. Is my white chicken chili better than yours? It is. You know what I'm saying? I'm watching this show just like, it's fun. I love having fun. And I have been really in my feelings, in in my own head about, I've had such bad anxiety recently. Like, I don't deserve this or, you know, I'm not a, like, what am I doing? And I have to listen to that little voice. And we've been talking about this a little bit over the past month or two. Like, you know, listen to that fucking voice. I got myself in this position for a reason. And we're not turning back. You know what I'm saying? We're not turning back. And I just want y'all to know, I am staring at my 2018 vision board. I was cleaning out my office today. And I want you to know right now, this is fucking crazy. Hold on. I'm going to have to put this up on Instagram. But I want you to know that my 2018 vision board, I'm going to walk you through it real quick. At the very top, it says, live your best life. And it says, famous for a reason. It has a big sign that says, SNL, live from New York at Saturday night. We're not there yet. I have a photo of myself as Pitbull. I have a photo of myself as Margie. I have a photo of myself as this character, Karen, that I did because I originated fucking Karens. And it said, I, look, on 2018, it says, I want to get up to 25,000 followers. I have words like, take control of my own career. Follow through, make it happen. You know, it's also wild. It says, write my own show. Have a Comedy Central special. Now, here's the thing. The the special is not going on Comedy Central. We don't know where it's going yet, but we're doing it. And you want to know what's even crazier? I have the big words Atlanta. Because I said I I eventually want to end up back in Atlanta. And I don't know where we're going to really end up. But I even have the exact pillows from Ballard design on this vision board that I put in my house in 2021. Wild. I'm just saying. I'm just saying sometimes, guys, if you set the vision board and you go back and look at it, sometimes this shit comes true. I will say I do have on my vision board, though, a blown up photo of Erica Jane and it says BFF with Erica Jane. And I think I think that was God's protection there. I also, too, have a Carrie Gold commercial and they have not called me, but we still have time. I would love to be the face of butter. specifically. Irish butter. Speaking of Irish butter, 
I mean, if you're not watching Dairy Girls, it's their last season. I wept. I cried. It's the best show. It's so funny. It's so warm. It is my favorite. If you haven't seen Dairy Girls, please, please watch Dairy Girls on Netflix. You might have to watch it with subtitles. I have no tie to this show. It's not like I've ever auditioned for it. They've never called me back. I've written them love letters. Like one of the actors follows me. But I'm going to tell you this right now. It's a good one. If you need something to build you up because House of Dragon has gotten too demonic and dark, which I think it has, pop on over to Dairy Girls. And I'm not giving anything away. These are not spoilers, but in House of Dragon, which is the the prequel to, I guess, the regular Game of Thrones, everybody's fucking their cousin. Sisters are marrying brothers, are marrying uncles, cousins are marrying grandma. It's a lot. And I get that they're trying to keep a pure bloodline, but it's getting to be too much for me at this point. You know what I mean? Cousins are fucking cousins. I don't, you know, the joke's on us, guys. I hate to be that person, but the joke is on us. You know, I was looking at Jeff. I'm like, am I just, am I numb to the fact that everybody's fucking their cousin on this show? He was like, yeah, but all the cousins, I mean, it works out. Like you're rooting for them to end up with their other cousins. And I don't know. It's fucking weird. But that's what we've been dialed into. So if you want a happy, something funny that'll make you audibly laugh out loud, check out Dairy Girls. It's my favorite show. Also another thing for this next year. So I said, I want to do, I want to go to 10 concerts. I want to go to Red Rocks. I'm going to Ireland. Haven't figured out exactly when, but I'm going to Ireland. So if anybody has any inside scoop, where to go, what to do, what's the best time of year, mama needs to get in touch with her roots. I've been doing the ancestry.com and I told you I found, I got a great grandmother from Portugal, the town that my great, great grandfather from Sicily is from. And I found that my family's from Donegal, Donegal, Ireland. And we also have roots in Scotland. So Italian, Portuguese, Irish, Scottish. It's a beautiful thing. But I'm looking. I've got some trips booked. I want to go to South America. I'm looking for a Chile moment, maybe a little Argentina Mendoza vibe. You know what I'm saying? Hit those Mendozian wineries, a little New World Malbec. Yeah, mummy like. Mummy like real good. When I'm looking for a doctor, I make it so easy. Y'all, I truly love ZocDoc. This is such a freaking no-brainer. It's so perfect. You're like, hey, okay, I need my foot's killing me. Okay, I got a tight Achilles. I need to see an orthopedist. We know what you do. You download the ZocDoc app, which is a free app that helps you find awesome doctors for whatever you might need in your area. You plug in your insurance, what part of town you're in, and literally you can see availability with other peer-reviewed doctors. So say you're like, all right, I want, I want the best foot doctor in town. Well, you can go on there. You can read the reviews. You can make sure they take your insurance. It's just so awesome. I love ZocDoc. Here's the deal. It is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. Go to ZocDoc.com absolutely and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available, sometimes within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C. DOC.com slash absolutely. ZocDoc.com slash absolutely. Again, every month, millions of people use ZocDoc, and I am one of them. It's my go to whenever I need to, to find and book a quality doctor. Nobody has time to call and talk to the, 
the person at the front desk and then wait for them to call you back and then deal with the scheduling. No, make your life easy. Go to ZocDoc.com slash absolutely. Again, that's ZocDoc.com slash absolutely. Do yourself a favor, ZocDoc.com slash absolutely. You know, it's a great way to pull together an outfit just to feel like you've got it together, a great pair of sunglasses. You can go out there, even if you're dead behind the eyes, and still put on a fabulous pair of sunglasses to, uh, you know, make you feel make you feel put together. This is why I love Pear. Yes, I'm talking about Pear eyewear. Pear is awesome. And basically, it is some of the best sunglasses out there on the market. I love that they have different lens options. They have blue light, they have regular sunglasses, readers, light responsive lenses, and more. You can choose a base frame and tops. So like, say you want, I want a blue light blocking lens, but I want it with a tortoise shell. And I also have a prescription. You can literally do all of that through pair. Whether you want retro or classic, neon or sparkle, with pair, the answer is always you do you. Choose from a range of iconic base shapes starting at just $60, including prescription. Then choose from the hundreds of matching magnetic tops that make it so easy to switch up your look. Rock the same design all day long and change it up every hour. Whatever you want to do, there's no wrong way to pair. And with pair, you get a great pair of sunglasses at a great price. They make glasses fun, and swapping out the frames is such a snap. Today, over 200 million children worldwide need glasses and can't get them. And this is why we also love Pear because they know vision is essential. And beyond helping you craft a style that's yours, Pear wants to do some good. For every pair you buy, Pear provides glasses to a child in need. And that is a beautiful thing. And we are 100% behind that here at the Absolutely Not Podcast. Get glasses as ever-changing as you are with Pear. Go to Pear Eyewear. That's P-A-I-R eyewear.com. Again, that's pareyewear.com slash absolutely for 15% off your first purchase. That's 15% off at pareyewear.com slash absolutely. So anyways, write down. I think we got to look nine months out. You know what I mean? And I used to never do that. I was only like a, a three week ahead of time person. But now that, you know, I have to schedule tour and all this shit, I'm looking a year out and I'm like, shit, before you know it, guys, we're going to be at Radio City Musical. And they're going to say, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, Heather McMahon. And a little bit of doo-doo is going to come out because I'm going to be that excited. I'm going to walk onto that stage at Radio City having soiled myself and I don't care. And then I'll yell because the show's on a Saturday. I'll yell live from New York. It's Saturday night. And and because it's next door, basically connected to NBC, Lauren Michaels will just somehow be waiting in the wing and he'll be like, she needs to host next year. And I'll be like, I'll be there, buddy. I will be there. I mean, it's, it's cheesy that I share the real dreams and goals, but I think you got to kind of put it out there. I'm very transparent. And I've said it since day one. I always wanted to be on SNL and it's okay. I think the new goal is you pivot. What's even bigger? I want to host it. I want to host it. Yeah. I was doing the Today Show and I was surprising Jen and Hoda. So they brought me into the SNL dressing rooms and I was standing next to Jalo, Jennifer Lawrence's photo of her. And I texted her and I said, hey, bitch, what was it like? And she said it was great. And I said, I know you have an Oscar, but bitch, I'm right behind you. I want to host so it's like one degree of separation. You know what I mean? I got a girlfriend, Chloe. She's on the show. You know, I, people are doing things and I'm ready to be a part of it. I don't know why I needed to name drop on that one, but I did. 
I did. Anywho, I want to get into the voicemails. You guys are fucking crazy. Unhinged as always. There were so many voicemails. We need to get dialed right into it. Side note, you can always call in 800-213-7503. And again, we are announcing the tour this Wednesday. So I don't know when the tickets go on sale, but just go to the, you probably will be able to buy a bunch of tickets on Wednesday. Anyways, what all I'm saying is I'm so thrilled to be doing this and you guys have no idea. I am so grateful that y'all have been on this journey with me. And I, let me backtrack. Going into the special, I took some time and really worked hard this weekend. And I'm like, I got this. One of the things that it says on my vision board, what I know for sure, I got this. So whatever you're going through right now, I want you to know for sure you've got this. You can do it. You did not get this far to just doo-doo in the background. You're going to doo-doo on stage. Do you hear me? You did not come this far with your softball career to not batter, batter, strike them out. You did not come this far in your home shopping journey to not be selling fucking culottes at the 3 a.m. hour. You did not come this far at the Nordstrom makeup counter pushing Laura Mercier tinted moisturizer to not get that raise. You did not come this far at the Orkin Pest Control headquarters to not win Roach of the Year. Do you know what I'm saying? Do you know what I'm saying? I don't know who needs to hear this right now, but you didn't come this far to fuck this up. You got this. I've got this. Dig deep. And while I genuinely have to go on four-mile walks every day to deal with the anxiety that I can't do it, I'm going to tell myself a reminder and you, you can do it. You did not come this far and push out six fucking kids to not be the best PTA mom that school has ever fucking seen. Bitch, those brownies are chocolate-free, dairy-free, egg-free, gluten-free. They're just made out of raw soil. And you know who did that? You did, bitch. We've got this. Now, some of y'all don't have it. As always, you can call into the hotline, 800-213-7503. But we're going to get into it. Let me see what you don't have under control. And as always, you can get tickets at heatherontour.com. But let's get into the voicemails. Hi, Heather. My mom will not let me say my name because she knows how inappropriate this is. But I'm 14, and me and my mom have been listening to your podcast every Wednesday since you were first on the Kathleen Hoda show. We love you so much. Um, it's become like a ritual every Wednesday for us to go to Chick-fil-A, eat in the car, and listen to your podcast. And my absolutely not is that because I'm 14, I'm not old enough legally to go to your show. And Heather, like, please sneak me in. My mom went to your Durham show last year. She loved it. She had so much fun. And Heather, I want to go to your show so bad. Like, I understand all your jokes. I'm very mature for my age. And I just want to go to your show so bad. So please let me go. Also, I relate to you so much when you make jokes about being fat as a kid because same. And my mom also relates to you because she also has like a million health issues and sweats constantly. And I also love Robin. I love Rigatoni. I love Jeff. Also, Jeff and my dad, like the exact same person. They both love golfing, sports betting, food, gambling, like all the things. And your mom's a national treasure and your sister's amazing too. And I love your best friend, Raymond Padilla. He's an icon. Okay, love you. Bye. Damn, doggy. 
We got a 14-year-old calling in. I love it. One, I love that you listen to this podcast with your mom. She sounds like a bad bitch. And two, I know that you'll get the jokes. You seem very mature. I will figure out a way for you to come to the show. Also, I, I don't know if you have to be 18 and up. I know they check your ID if you're like 21 and you're drinking. But can I tell you what I would do when I was your age to get into places, to make reservations, to buy concert tickets? I would use this voice. And I don't know why, but this voice worked every time. You know, I used it when I was younger to buy Beanie Babies, but I would also use this to like call, I don't know, like a Stony River or a Joe's Crab Shack to make a reservation, a Chili's. I call. Hey, hey, yes, it's Deborah DeMumbrium. I'm going to need a table at five o'clock earliest reservation for 10 people. Yep, yep, 10 people. Yeah, the Chili's by, yep. By, by the school, uh-huh. 10 people, 5 p.m., great. And they would make the reservation for me. But if they heard me and I sounded like a teen, they wouldn't. And I would use that voice for everything. Just, dear listener, dear, I'm going to call you, what's a young name? What's a young name? What are the kids? I'm going to call you like Sienna. Sienna, back in the day when you went to go buy a ticket off Ticketmaster, you either had to call or you literally went into a Ticketmaster like Outpost, which was usually in a Kroger or a Publix or maybe, I don't know what kind of, you know, an Albertsons. It was in your grocery store. So say if you wanted, you know, Taylor Swift tickets, you had to go to the grocery store and line up. All right. That's how old your Aunt Heather is. And I would show up sometimes because I was very tall and had big tits. Even at 14, I would show up and hey, I'm going to need 10 tickets. And they'd be like, where's your credit card? And I would have stolen my mom's credit card or just show with cash that my dad palmed me to like get Spice Girls tickets. And I would just go for it. I'm like, yeah, I need as close as I can get. Here's $800 cash. It's all my babysitting money. But I would never tell them it was my babysitting money. And then, you know, because if they knew just a 14-year-old was walking up with $800 cash to buy tickets for six of her delinquent friends for front row at Blink-182, guess what? They usually wouldn't give it to you. But I would just, I would usually have a scarf around my neck, like an ascot. Hey, I'm going to need front row to blank one into two. And they would be like, yes, Mr. Mumbrio. And then I'd hand them an envelope full of cash. You, you clearly are an old soul, especially if you're listening to my podcast. I don't know how you found me. Maybe mom was listening. And she said, what the hell? Because here's the thing. At 14, if you're a 14-year-old girl, you are way more mature than a 14-year-old guy. 14-year-old women could already... You know, you could run the Department of Transportation for the United States government and do a solid job. You know, and I love that you share this moment with your mom. And can I just say something, side note? You know, we have a lot of people calling and say, you know, they're teenage girls. It's, it's a hard time. You think your parents don't understand you? Let me tell you, your parents do understand you more than you'll ever understand. They say youth is wasted on the young. If I could go back in time and tell myself what I know now, to my younger self, I'd probably be in the same position. <laughs> but I will say this time that you spend with your mom, it's a beautiful thing. I hope you guys get ice cream after school and you hang out and you listen to the bullshit that I'm spewing. You know these words. I'll also say, be good. You need to fight with your mom a little bit. You know, mom, you don't understand me, you bitch. She gets it. Dude, your mom was cool too. Yeah. Yeah, she 
showed someone her boobs probably at 15. You know, her homecoming date, she regrets it. So don't do it. You know, maybe ask your mom, hey, mom, what were the things that you regret in high school so I don't make the same mistakes? You know, life has a funny way of making us question ourselves, right? I mean, I was telling you earlier, sometimes you just hear that little voice of self-doubt in the back of your head and it's just not worth it. But you know what I love? I love a sweet reminder to tell myself anytime that I question myself to stay in it. And this is why I love little words bracelets. They serve as a reminder to just, you know, be nice to myself or, hey, maybe stay strong. I have a little word reminder bracelet that just says, you got this. And, you know, courage. Whatever you want, whatever you need is that little reminder in the back of your head that every time you look down on your wrist, you see that word that just says, keep going. You got this because you know what you do. Little Words Project is the original word bracelet brand founded on the belief of being kind to yourself and to others. Little words are made to be worn, loved, and one day passed on to someone who needs that words of encouragement more than you do. And the best part, each bracelet has a unique code on the tag that you can register on their website. So you can track where your bracelet goes and that it inspires from wrist to wrist. We love that. Want to empower yourself and spread kindness to others with the original word bracelet? Well, we have a specific and special offer for absolutely not audience. Go to littlewordsproject.com slash absolutely or enter code absolutely at checkout for 30% off your first order. It's the best offer you can get limited time only. That's littlewordsproject.com slash absolutely for 30% off your first order. You can also find Little Words Projects at Target, Nordstrom, and one of their flagship stores. Thanks, Little Word Project. I remember my mom was so strict and I like didn't get it. And now I get it. But also like I was a great kid and I can tell you're a great kid and I'll figure out a way to sneak you in. Maybe we can get you come to the New York show. Fuck it. You know what it is. You're going to learn this shit sooner or later. I'm not going to lead you astray. Oh, but this is great. I love it. And listen, speaking of Blink-182 and young Sienna, you may not know Blink-182. Blink-182 is a really cool pop punk band. You know how I said earlier I was in a jam band so I also went through a very punk rock phase and they're making a reunion tour. Let me add that, writing Blink-182 down to my list. I have to go see them in concert. And I went through a very intense punk rock phase about your age. I'd say probably from like 12 to 15. And I would go to this thing called the Warp Tour, the Vans Warp Tour, you know, the sneakers, Vans. Okay. It was like skateboarding stuff. And I would go with my friends and we would see Blink-182, we'd see Mest, Newfound Glory, something corporate, and I would end up on a, on a tour bus. And these guys were young too. And I made out with somebody from a band. I won't say what band. He was 17, I was 16, and we made out. And I remember thinking this was the peak of my life. I was like, this is it. This is fucking it. And when I look back, it wasn't. So don't be a groupie. Okay, I don't know who you're into. You know, you're probably into a country artist, some Morgan Wallens or, you know, a Post Malone or some shit. Don't do it. Don't get backstage. Enjoy it from the safety of the arena. Don't try and do what I did. You know, Warp Tour was easy. I was able to get backstage because th- those kids were the same age as me. Nobody likes a groupie. And you know what I did? I was just like a fly on an old brat. Outside of those tour buses, just looking for love. And there was a man. There was a man named Andrew W.K. 
and he was a big punk rocker and he used to wear all white. He'd wear a white t-shirt, white jeans, white sneakers, really long, greasy hair. And he was constantly covered in blood, that fake blood. That was his thing. Great music. And one time he asked to take a shower at my parents' house. And I said, yes, he didn't end up coming over because I believe he was like 35. He was a very gentleman, wasn't doing anything shady. And of course I'm at this concert. I'm 17. I look like I'm, I'm 30. I look, I probably went up and got an autograph and that's how I got on the tour bus. Cause I said, Hey, Dipper Demumbrium. You know, they probably like this was someone's mom. But he signed an autograph and he was like, uh, I haven't showered. Can I take a shower at your house? And I was like, my dad's picking me up from the concert. And he was like, oh my God. But gentlemen, so I'm not saying that, that that was sketchy, but I always seemed a lot older than I was. Always did. I mean, I, I still have the voice of a 47-year-old old baseball announcer. You know? who survived the war. So anyways, anyways, my point being is you never need to try and get backstage. I'm just trying to instill some wisdom on you, things that I learned at that age. Like, What was I doing at 14? I was at punk rock shows. You know what I mean? I was making out with guys after homecoming that were usually half my height. I remember I kissed one guy and I had to bend down. But he only liked me because he came right up to, to, to my bra line. You know what I'm saying? Just a nice, almost like, it was like a bird's nest of boobies. And I'm going to tell you this right now. Can I, you know what? I've thought about going back to my high school and, and speaking to the kids. Being cool in high school, it's great. If you're popular and you're nice, you know, because everybody remembers the popular people who are nice. And I think I was... I had gone to the same school forever, so I, I knew a lot of people. I was very social, but I wasn't an asshole. But you know, there was always those three popular girls who ended up being a little too slutty, and they peaked, and they're not doing great right now. Your goal in high school, this very pivotal, okay, so if you're 14, you're probably a freshman. Yeah, about to turn 15. That makes sense. Your goal is not to be the coolest person. Your goal is to be nice, be funny. And keep trucking along and don't get pregnant. Those are your four things. Be nice, be funny, don't get pregnant. Because it is not to be the most popular person. Because that most popular person, and if they're nice and popular, then they're successful. They're probably doing pharmaceutical sales or maybe into politics, but they had a great reputation. But the, the cunty, the bitchy, popular girl, that's where she peaked. You know, you had the asshole who was the quarterback of the football team. He ended up getting an injury at a junior college or maybe at Auburn or something. He peaked. He got addicted to pills. It's a wrap. And I'm just saying this because your Aunt Heather, I want you to look down the future. If you're cool at your school and you're nice and you're kind, it's going to take you places. You look at the popular girl who's also mean, that's a peak. You don't want to peak at 17. You want to peak at like 57. You want to be cool in your 30s, late 20s. You know what I mean? Because then by 40, you don't give a fuck anymore. But I'm just letting you know, okay? Just pass on this wisdom to some of your other friends too. You're a freshman in high school. It's that awkward time. Everybody's, you're coming into your body. You're trying to figure things out, find your group, all this shit. If the mean girls in high school are the mean girls, they will not be cool when they graduate. But if the Gretchen Wiener is actually, I don't know if you know this reference for Mean Girls, if Gretchen Wiener is actually nice, 
then she's probably, then, then you're going to go places. But you've got a lot of life to live. And the fact that you listen to me, you're, you're heeding my advice. What did I say? Don't be a groupie. Don't get pregnant. Just push through. Be nice to your mom. She knows a lot more than you think. And don't, don't try to be the most popular. If you're nice and cool, fantastic. You got the whole world ahead of you. But if you're a little bitch, they're going to remember. They always do. Anyways, I said all this. I'm sure that this will get flagged for child services. <laughs> and mom, if you're listening to this, I want you to know you're doing a great job. I'm, I want you to know you're doing a fantastic job. And you've got a smart, mature, funny daughter in your hand. And you know what? Let's do a round of applause for the mom. And listen, you know, you can't guard your kids. You can only do so much. But a 14-year-old girl's basically, like I said, you should be 35 with a two-bedroom apartment folding your Ann Taylor loft sweaters, doing your laundry, listening to the podcast. You get it. You really do. But if I can instill any wisdom, it's these things. Don't get pregnant. Don't be a groupie. The coolest girl in school, if she's nice, will still be cool when she gets out. But if she's a bitch, forget it. You don't need to be friends with her. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's not worth it. These people, their metabolisms will eventually slow down. You know, the whole stress hormones will kick in and they'll move to Florida. And you don't need to worry about that. Wow, I didn't realize it was going to become a TED Talk. All I'm saying is, be the you today that you want to be tomorrow and be a good kid. And I can tell you are one. Let's get to the next voicemail. Hi, Heather. This is Sydney. Um, afraid to say where I'm from, just in case uh, this actually makes it to the podcast. But I'm having a see something, say something moment. Um, I work part time at a cycling studio, and we have recently found out that two of our members are showering together in the morning after their cycle class. However, they are married, but not married to each other. So they're married to other people. So an affair is happening on our watch at this studio. And I just feel a moral obligation to see something, say something. But how do we go about getting justice for significant others and the kids in this situation? Um, Just not feeling a lot of love and light in this situation. So wanted to see your thoughts. Love you. Bye. Okay. This is a tricky one. And I'm going to say something that's probably a lot of folks will say is an absolutely not, but I think you say nothing because what you do in the dark will always come to the light. It's going to pop off very soon. Also people do the most brazen shit in public. I too worked at a spin studio part-time and I would see the craziest shit too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like, like obviously you knew that people were coming, picking up, you know, married men were picking up single women at the spin class. They're all high on endorphins and probably cried through the last, you know, quick jog song. You know, when they're all sweaty and the room's intense and you got the candles lit. It's very cultish. And, you know, you come out, you come out sweaty. It's like, 
Hey, hey, Darlene, that was, wow, you really, you, I mean, you're just looking like you're in great shape. And uh, when he played the Rihanna remix in there, man, you were just, you were just crushing it. You were crushing that climb. And uh, anyways, you know, my name's Mike and here's my number. Yeah, I have four kids and I've been married to my uh, high school sweetheart, but you want to fuck in the bathroom? Like that's, I would hear that shit all the time. And I'm telling you this right now. I know that your heart's in the right place, but I don't think you get involved. No, 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 no. No. You back that one up. You backpedal. That is a spinning gym pun. You don't get involved. Now, if it is bothering the workflow, i.e., like, I'm, you know, I'm sure you have a bunch of classes in the morning. You got an eight and a nine. And if these two lovebirds are fucking in the, in the handicap stall and you've got a rider that needs to get in and take a shower, then you can kindly, I think you make them aware that you know. Knock, knock, knock. You know what I mean? Let's role play. One minute. Hey, we need the shower. You guys have been in there a long time. Yeah, we need you in here. Hey, one minute. Sorry. No, it's just me. We know. Yeah. So, and then the door opens. Hey, so we're so glad that you guys are having a great time here at Spin for Love. But the problem is you guys have been holding up the bathroom every Monday, Wednesday, Friday after the 8 a.m. And we've got a big turnaround. So if you guys don't mind, could you just maybe shower across the street at Equinox? Or could you maybe just like do this at a hotel? That would be great. Thank you. Shut the door. And that way you let them know that you know that they are fucking on premise, but you don't get involved. You don't, it's, it's, it's not worth it. It ain't worth it. You know, because when the other husband or the other wife finds out, they're coming asking answers from you. You don't get paid enough to be jingle jangling in this drama. You're spraying sweaty shoes, handing out bottles of water, making sure that the real housewives of whatever are getting their endorphins. Trust and believe they're going to figure it out. There's going to be a slip up. You know, they're going to run into a coworker who's in town who sees them both coming out of the bathroom. You don't need it. You need to protect yourself. You need to protect your job. And you're probably, if you're part-time in a spin studio, you're probably making $14 an hour. Let's have a real conversation about that. Maybe 15. I think the laws have changed. I used to make 12.75 and I was living in Hollywood. I used to see crazy shit. I'm going to talk about it on tour. You know, I'll talk about what I can talk about. But it, you know what? It's at the end of the day, it ain't worth it, bitch. The spouses will find out. Somebody's wet thong post spin is going to get in the other person's bag. You know, the wife's going to be doing laundry. Oh, God, your gym bag smells terrible. Whose Lululemon thong is this? Mike? It's already, I can already see how it's going to unfold. It's not worth your time. You don't have insurance at that place. If you're a part-time employee, you are not insured. It ain't worth it. You know what's going to happen is they're going to come in, cause a scene. Then you're going to have to deal with the back and forth of like that wife and the other husband. And then maybe the affairies, the people having the affair, they're going to stalk you down. And you're going to end up having to put some spilled milk in a Whole Foods and slip so you can afford your rent. 
you're going to have to do a fake one of those insurance fraud claims. Whoa, whoa. Slipping on a banana at a damn Whole Foods. We don't have time for that. We don't have time for that because you're not going to be able to go back to the spin gym. And at the end of the day, you know the only reason you, you work there is because you're getting a discount on the exercise. Don't ruin your happy place just because two selfish fucking people want to be ding-dongs. It'll, it'll all come to the light. You stay strong. But remember, just, hey, I'm so sorry. If you guys are going to take 20 minutes in the bathroom together when we have about 40 people trying to get ready for their work day, do you mind taking this to a hotel? Period. And then walk away. Let's get to the next voicemail. Hi, Heather. This is Courtney. I'm currently listening to your podcast from this past week. And I actually want to share an absolutely yes following the pink starburst story that a caller called in about. So my parents have been married for almost 26 years this December. And my mother is the absolute worst when it comes to midnight snacking. Like, it's, it's basically a joke now between my parents and everyone else. So my dad has been awoken in the middle of the night. With my mom eating a like a Quaker oat granola bar, when making the bed, he has found like the stem from you know a cluster of green grapes. He has found candy wrappers. He has stepped on like loose almonds that you know fell while she was <laughs> laying in the pitch black darkness, just snacking, just absolutely snacking at two in the morning. So absolutely not to pink Starburst, but you know what? Absolutely yes to parents being married for, you know, 25, 26 years and being just this comfortable and this psychotic in their marriage. So would love to take on this as a married woman. Um, what are your thoughts on if you were, you know, making the bed one morning and you just found like Reese's peanut butter cup wrappers, great stems? what would your reaction be? Love and light. Bye. Hey, caller. I love this. I love that mom is a renegade. It doesn't give a shit. And there is nothing better to me than waking up. You know, there's like a little smeared Reese's Pieces. Maybe there's a, a, a touch of Nature's Valley, granola bars. You know, those fuckers hard on the teeth and would crumble in a second would literally crumble in a fucking second. I don't know why. And they're also like terrible for you. I don't know why we ever lean towards those for a snack. But I love that mom. Maybe Cindy. Maybe Cindy's her name. She's just in there. Got a cluster of green grapes. Fucking great snack. God, what do I really want at midnight? I kind of lean more, more savory like a shrimp cocktail. A 3 a.m. shrimp cocktail, ideal. Truly ideal. You know, but I want, the, I want the thick remoulade, maybe a horseradish sauce, and the cocktail. It's got to have a little kick to it. And that's actually a nice midnight snack. Because sometimes when I lay down because I sleep on my tits, I sleep face down, I get very congested. Can you imagine waking up at 4 a.m., going to pee, doing a quick scoop of horseradish with your shrimp cocktail? Clean your right out. Right up. Also, maybe if we did some more middle-of-the-night shrimp cocktails, we wouldn't need probiotics so bad. 
you know? I always want like a peanut butter pretzel. Oh, I'm getting hungry. Or like a nice slice of garlic bread at 3 a.m. You know, they say, get up, have a piece of cheese, have a little bite of a protein bar. Why am I going to do that? No, I want something that's complicated that needs to be grilled and or refrigerated. Because you know if it's a handful of almonds, you can just keep those at your bedside table. You just reach over, you know, try not to knock your phone off the bedside table, eat a couple almonds. But I'll tell you right now, if an almond hits the floor and dad steps on it, that could take him out and his life. You know how hard that hurts when it just hits that that specific pressure point at the back of your heel? A non-salted almond, because you know those are dry. That's sticking right in. And then, you know, dad steps on, ah, and it's stuck into his skin. Maybe she's, you know, I'm happy that their marriage is happy, but maybe your mom's actually trying to kill the guy. And, you know, what are they going to say in a court of law? He slipped on an almond, sir. He slipped on a dry almond. Took him down. He, he grabbed under the armoire for, for, to steady himself. It fell on him. And that's how he died. I'm just saying, sounds like a major safety hazard. And also, if this bitch is getting into bed with a Nature's Valley granola bar, that is essentially wood chips, then she's a psychopath. And I'm not, no disrespect to your mother, but we also got to look at the things she's munching on. I don't think a shrimp cocktail in bed's that weird. Honestly, it's not a messy thing to eat. The shrimp are basically their own scoop. Two dunks in the dip, you're good to go. And you know what? If you got a cat in the house and you leave the shrimp tails on your nightside table or, you know, they fall to the ground, the cat's going to get it. It's a little sweet treat for, for whiskers. All I'm saying is the dried almonds and the grapes and the granola bars, now that's some fucked up shit. A nice warmed slice of grilled garlic bread. You know, maybe a baby-sized wedge salad, just a little chunk of romaine with the blue cheese and the and the bacon already on it. And you just crisp, refreshing. Probably balances your blood sugar. But also, I I do want to just go ahead and tell you, I think that your parents, you know, your dad's probably not letting on to it. But I think the night she snacks the most is the night that she has to do the sex. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just letting you know. That's probably why it's an inside joke to them because mom gets a little hungry after she has to work on her back. So just want you to always remember that. Thanks for calling. Let's get to the next voicemail. Hey, Heather. Uh, this is going to remain anonymous, but longtime listener, first time caller. Uh, I have an absolutely not for you. So I was single for a while, divorced. A friend of a friend introduced me to a friend he had in a different state. Uh, We got to chatting, flirting. Friend flies me out to see him one weekend, two consenting adults to have a real nice time. We have a great time, lots of fun. 
Uh, I fly home. We keep talking. Nothing serious, you know, just a little fun. Boop, boop. Well, I'm getting ready. He's going to fly me back out there so we can have another fun weekend. And all of a sudden, our mutual friend sends me a screenshot of a news article, dude killed people. So I had sex with a murderer. Absolutely fucking not to that. Uh, Have a great day. Love and light. Okay, caller, this is crazy. Absolutely not. Dude, you had sex with a murderer. Okay, also no sweat on your back because you clearly didn't know. How would you have known? I mean, maybe if the guy was eating, I don't know, dry almonds in bed, you would have known. A murderer. So he clearly did the murdering after. After. You had been on the date. Dude, that's crazy. I mean, I definitely think I've hooked up with people who went to jail eventually. You know what I mean? For sure. I made out with somebody in high school. I remember I probably said punk rock show that I was like, it is definitely in for some hard time. (sighs) Probably drug related, but also just, you know, you know when you are Locking lips with a lover and you can tell. But if your friend would have said, hey, I think you'd be a great match for this person. It wasn't like you met them randomly. You said, I had a friend that set us up. So there was somebody there to vouch for this person. They fly you out there. You meet up with them. You have a good time. You're chit-chatting. And then the friend is the one who has to let you know, hey, red alert. Old Bill that you went to Buffalo Wild Wings with and went down on, murdered someone. That's crazy. Okay, this comes full circle. You know who also kind of does the murdering? And I'm not by any means trying to like make this sound cool. The popular girl who is a bitch, she ends up in some sort of domestic. You know what I mean? You know exactly what I'm talking about. That's why if you're cool and you're nice, you'll always stay that way. But if you're cool and you're mean, there's all, you know, you always hear about that girl, like her name's Kimberly. And they're like, we don't know what happened to Kimberly's husband, but she got remarried real quick and she lives somewhere in Ohio. And that's how it always works out. And that's the biggest thing. When you get married, you got to make sure that they're not a murderer. Speaking of murderers, my husband is walking on all fours into the office. What are you doing? Come tell everybody what you're doing. Somebody just ran the printer and I've been here recording my podcast. I'm doing house repairs today, drywall repairs, fixing holes in walls and all the fun stuff. So love you. Why were you on why were you on your hands and knees? Sneaking and say hi. Was it were you gonna bite me? I love you too. He's a murderer. For sure. If I don't if you don't hear from me on Instagram for 48 hours, that Jeff has that look in his eyes sometimes where I'm like, But he was nice in high school, from what I know. 
People said he was lovely. So I don't know. But do you know what I'm saying? It's always that girl, Kim. And you always know they're a little white trash. Her parents were always divorced. You know what I mean? She dressed a little too provocative for her age. She got married to some guy that she met at like University of Florida. And she didn't come to your 10-year high school reunion. You're like, where's Kemp? Yeah, because they had to do a deep investigation. And for some reason, she was never that bright, but she was bright enough to cover up the fact that she probably killed her husband and ended up remarrying her spin instructor real quick. You know what I mean? Do you see how I tied all that in? Wow. It's layered. You know exactly who I'm talking about. I can't say the name of the girl that did that at our school because I'm pretty sure she follows me, but she knows. She knows. You know, it was always some girl like named Allison. You're like, she was so pretty. And then now you see, she's still got the really stripey highlights, like tiger stripes. Like while we all started to do biolage or whatever, you know, we all started to do maybe like a touch of a root or a low light. She was still pulling it through the cap like we did back in 2002. The highlights never progressed past 10th grade. And now she lives in Central Florida with her former gym rat husband who was 100% also involved in the murder of her husband. But they, for some reason, these two were fucking idiots. But for some reason, they were able to, there was one bit of evidence we just can't find. And you know what they do also? They sell MLMs. They're pyramid scheming hard. After the charges were cleared, she laid low for a couple years. And then she came back out and was like, I am now selling liquid collagen. Like one of those. You know it. Allison. Kimberly. You know her. But sorry, back to you, ma'am. You had sex with, you know, basically the both of them. And I just want you to know, okay, so real quick, I was able to figure out this girl's number and I texted her, okay? And I, I just want y'all to know, this is the text exchange. So I said, hey, girl, it's Heather. I just listened to your voicemail. What do you mean you slept with a murderer? She said, the guy I slept with on a weekend visit killed two people a few weeks after I had visited him. I'm like, so you set him off. She goes, I guess. <laughs> a friend of a friend introduced me to this guy. He lived in a different state. We hit it off. I was fresh off a divorce and he flew me out to see him. Okay, so there you go. A friend of a friend. You know what I mean? That's like if Ray's friend was like, I got a great guy for you. I trust it. We had a nice time and I left. We kept chatting. I said, what happened with the murder? Cold-blooded accident? Sexual? Question mark. She said, and then a couple months later, our mutual friend sent me the news. It was, and I quote, cold blood. He killed his sister and her boyfriend. That's terrible. It's insane. They tried, and then he tried to run, and they found him at a Motel 6 halfway across the U.S. I was so worried he was driving to me. I had sent him some nudes, and I was so worried the cops would see them. But anyways, I hadn't been late in a while, and he didn't eat me out, so fuck that. Oh, God. I said, where is he? She said, he's very much in jail. 
And this is so fucking wild. Legit, it happened six months ago or so, and I still think about it. Also, I feel like for the rest of my life, I will always, always, always win. Never have I ever. Yeah. Wow. Great point. So obviously still keeping this dear caller anonymous, but I had to find her. I had our producer reach out and find her. And yeah, can you imagine? That's why, guys, you know, I hope that younger listener who's listening, that's why do the background checks. Let your parents, you know, call the parents of the person that you're going to homecoming with. You never fucking know. Because I'm telling you right now, if the stepdad's weird, if the mom's weird, they're going to be weird. We all know how this goes. So to my younger listener, while I understand that a lot of this is probably inappropriate, but you've watched Euphoria, you know what this stuff is. You know what happens when you get to college. Go out with the guy who might be a little bit nerdy, but he's a sweetheart. Those are the kind of guys, I'm telling you, those are the kind of guys you're going to want to be with. Because he's going to know not to get you a carnation for homecoming or prom. His mom is a good mom. She knows, no, 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 no. We're doing a succulent dry hydrangea that we got from a specialty florist. Or we're doing um, two roses, something classy. Yeah, but y'all know exactly who I'm talking about, that girl in high school. He got it, who has the tiger-striped highlights, sells liquid collagen, but smokes cigarettes. And in all of her Facebook photos, because she's, she's the only bitch who still posts on Facebook, her hand's behind her back. And you just know. She's singeing the, the tips of her extensions back there. Because she's like, don't shame my secret. Because I got to keep Brantley in the custody battle. Dude, I am so glad you're okay. Listener who had sex with a murderer. I'm so glad you're okay. And that's the thing. Dating's hard when you're in high school. But when you're out and about, you don't know what people's triggers are. You don't know. By that time, when you're in your 30s and you're dating, people have had so much just layered trauma. That you don't know. You know, you think you're going on a nice date with the guy. Maybe you go to a, an Italian spot. You don't know he's stewing inside that he hates his sister. You know, you think you have a nice, romantic, very consensual weekend, as she said. But in the back of his mind, he's thinking, I'm taking her down next week. And I'm not trying to make light of the fact that somebody, two people died. But that's the thing is, you don't know. You don't know what the fuck people are up to. That's why, God forbid, you got to start dating again. I want a background report. I want to meet your mother. Maybe not your mother, because there's issues there always. I want to meet maybe three cousins. You know what I mean? You know, the cousins always know. Even if they're not close cousins, they know. My cousins, who I may not be that close with, and not for like drama reasons, but you know, you lose touch over time, they know. They'd be like, oh yeah, Heather's chill. Like she's not going to murder you. You know what I'm saying? So instead of calling the parents, do, do find out about the parents' situation, but don't talk to the parents because, you know, they always think that their kids are perfect. Call the cousins. Call the two older cousins and then one like young removed cousin who's, you know, 25. You're like, oh yeah, Mark. No, he's great. Yeah, he came down to ASU and we were tailgating one afternoon and he was like, so fun. Bought me beer. But you know, then he drove us home to make sure we got home safe. Like that. <laughs> You know what I mean? You know what I mean? That's it. You call the cousins. I guarantee you could call any of my cousins right now. And they'd be like, oh, yeah. Heather was a weird kid. But we didn't see any signs of like, you know, 
she's going to drive the family off a cliff in a van. You know what I'm saying? You know, I was a theater kid. I was always tap dancing around the house. Chubby, sweaty, always had a sweaty upper lip. Always. And I remember I went through one period in junior high where I, you know, you get your mustache starts growing and I tried to bleach it and I had an allergic reaction and basically the entire top layer of my upper lip became so inflamed because I have eczema on my face. I get it around my lips and around my eyes. It's not great. And I had like essentially like an eczema and a bleach. I put nair on my fucking upper lip and it was peach fuzz. But you know, you, you're at that age where you feel like you got to start doing adult things. And then how did I explain that when I went to school? The dermatologist was like, good luck to you. Homecoming's in eight days. You better ice that upper lip. You better ice the upper lip. Because we can't help you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But my cousins will be like, yeah. I mean, I've told you all a million times. Mary Beth and I, we borrowed my sister's sports bras. Stuffed it up. To like, you know, to a comical level. I mean, it was like baby Anna Nicole Smith riding around on rollerblades. And I try and go up to the boys in the neighborhood and be like, Nenis anything different about me? And they're like, yo, Holler, you stiffed your bra, you idiot. What's wrong with your upper lip? It looks like you're having a major reaction. And I'm like, I am. I neared it. (laughs) I remember the first time I shaved my legs, I came downstairs, blood everywhere. Right, blood everywhere. Because I'm three years younger than Ashley. So Ashley was, you know, probably in high school shaving her legs. Maybe I was still in junior high, that awkward, like, sixth grade. Where, you know, you have fuzz, but nobody really starts shaving their legs to what, like, seventh grade? Right? Maybe sixth grade? I don't know. No, maybe my sister was in junior high, and I was in elementary, and I come down, and there's just blood everywhere. And I'm like, mom, I shaved my leg. And she's like, call 911. Kyle! Get an ambulance. She is bleeding. And there was just like, like I still have scars. I didn't know. I was going up and down sideways, but I wanted to be cool like my sister. You know, one day you go, puberty's wild. One day you go from letting the cat lick your shin guards to now you're shaving because you're going to a punk rock concert. It's wild. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But all that being said, if I do have any other younger listeners to this podcast, make the smart decisions now. You're going to make the bad decisions in college, and that's fine. But, but heed your Aunt Heather's warnings now. What have we discussed? Don't get knocked up. Be nice to your parents. Don't be a groupie. Even if it's not for a band, don't be that creepy girl who goes to a movie premiere because you think... Who's the, the new guy that everyone's in? Austin, whatever. He's not into you. He, it ain't. He's dating a 35-year-old producer. That's how he got that movie role. Whatever. The Jonas Brothers don't know who you are. Face the cold hard facts. Enjoy Lizzo. And just cruise. And if you want to come to one of my shows... When you go to the box office, just use this voice. Like, I'm here to pick up my tickets at Will Call. Deborah DeMumbrium. If you use a name like Deborah, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, Deb, we got your tickets. Here you go. 
Just so you know, there's a patio out back if you want to smoke during the show. All right. Enjoy the show, toots. That's how that goes. That's how that goes. And remember, the mean girl in high school eventually kills her husband. So watch out. On a positive note, though, too, remember, be the you today that you want to be tomorrow. And you got this. Don't doubt yourself. You've got this. Whatever that voice in the back of your head that's been saying you don't got it, you do got it. And you can do it. Because you didn't get here this far on the backs of somebody else. You got here on your own back. At every truck stop in America. And that's why you've got this. As always, you can call into the hotline 800-213-7503. I am so excited to be back on the road. I love y'all. I'm hoping maybe this next year, if Pitbull sees that I performed at Radio City, he'll give me the time of day. I think he will, but I'm hoping to meet him soon. And we've got some really fun stuff coming up for the new tour. It's going to be a freaking blast. I'm ready to get back out on the road, do the damn thing. I'm itching. Let's plan our trip to Ireland. Let's go see some concerts. And remember, at the end of the day, you got this bitch. Love you, mean it. See you in the next episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. Arrivederci, Chabella. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.